You know what really grinds my gears? Being sick. Hello? You're currently on the phone with KCK. Yep, that's me. Every time I'm sick, I get reminded of the episode of Friends where Phoebe is singing and she's sick too. And she she starts to sing and she's like, she stops. She's like, wow, this chick is good. And so she starts singing in her sexy voice. She's like, my sticky shoes, (laughs) my sticky, sticky shoes. Why you stick on me, (laughs) baby? That's what I feel like right now. Um, but yeah, this is my voice at the current moment. Um, and I've had a lot of people say, well, what are you going to do about the podcast? And I'm going to be like, no, I already said, um, I just got to, I got to pull through. I got to pull through for my fans. They're counting on me to deliver them the most important news in pop culture at this current moment. But yes, I hate being sick. I hate it so bad. But I do like when my, when my voice sounds like this. Um, it's like it's like when um, like girls in high school wear the wrist cast uh, or like the knee brace to get attention. You know, like everyone's like, "Oh, you know, your voice sounds sounds off." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just a little, I'm a little sick, I'm a little under the weather." But yeah, um, I just I being sick is the biggest waste of time ever. Because, like, you're just not fully, you know, up and going. Like, I had to skip the gym a couple times last week, and now I feel like I have wasted, you know, valuable time. Where I could have been at the gym, working on my body, working on my summer, you know, my summer look. But no, I had to stay in bed. But, back to me going to the gym. Um, So, I've been taking creatine for like three weeks now, four weeks now, consistently, and I have, um, I think I've already told you guys this, I have a trainer once a week, and then he gives me workouts to do <clears throat> through the app through like the rest of the week, and so like I finally know what to do at the gym, and like, um, like when I see him every Thursday, he will show me like the techniques I'm supposed to be doing, and how to do all the things, you know, the workouts correctly, which... I never knew how to do. I never knew what to do when I went to the gym, so I just end up running, which I love running, but that only gets you so far. Like you, you see real results when you start lifting weights and stuff. And so now that I have someone to train me on those things and and do it, like when I go to the gym, I feel so accomplished and like I had a really good workout, all this stuff. But then I started taking creatine, and I noticed a huge difference right away. But I looked in the mirror the other day, and I have dimples in my shoulders, you guys. I've never had that. Like, I'm like, I didn't know my body could do this. So I'm just very, very excited to see <laughs> where where more dimples are going to show up in my body because it's like showing definition and I'm pretty excited about it. So anyway, hopefully it, by, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, I, I am feeling better enough to go back to the gym <clears throat> because I want to lose a little more weight and gain some more muscle for Hawaii. Um, but yeah. I am just, when I first, I think I've already told you guys this, but when I started my health journey, um, 
I knew it was going to be a long, slow process because I've always just tried to do quick, you know, fixes um, or like short bursts of workouts to try and lose tons of weight. And they just don't last. So it's not sustainable. And I knew I just wanted to do take that book. I think I've already talked about this. I, don't, I honestly, you guys don't remember most things I talk about. Um, so if I repeat myself a lot, I am sorry, but there's that book, Atomic Habits, which I've never really read fully, but it's like just getting 1% better each day. Um, <clears throat> and then those like little 1% things add up in the, in the long run and you like change tons of habits and stuff. That's kind of how I wanted it to be with this. And it's working, so I am happy about it. And as far as being sick, I don't get nearly as sick as I used to back when I was, you know, eating an entire pizza a day. <laughs> um, and I literally did not take care of myself at all. I would get sick a lot and it would like linger. But like this sickness I've had has only been a couple days and I think it's already almost over. Um, I have my little, little <clears throat> sorry, I have my little Echinacea plus tea sitting here waiting for me to consume. Um, a, a long time ago, someone told me about this. So I take this, put two um, tea things in here and drink it like three or four times a day or something. And it helps. And it really does. Um, but I would implore you to try and spell that when you're at the store looking for it, when you're deathly ill. Um, it is not spelled how I thought it would be spelled, but maybe that's just me. So, um, anyway, you have to get the Echinacea Plus, not just the Echinacea. And then I squeeze a half a lemon into mine too. And, um, it really does help. I think it does. And I probably should drink this more just regularly. Um, you know, a couple times a week just to help prevent being sick. That's my other, that's my next 1% goal is to prevent myself from being sick. So I'm going to add little things into my daily um, consumption of liquids that I already have a million to, to drink. But uh, I'm going to try and cut down on my energy drinks too. I think it's my skin is just not having it. <clears throat> and um, yeah, what else? What else? Oh, I listened to, uh, if you guys like want like wellness advice, not just like health, but also like mind and, and whatever. Um, I'm sure everybody knows who he is, but Jay Shetty, he's that, that guy that went and was a monk for a while. And now he has like the most successful podcast in all of the world. Um, he has really good guests and he had one on about talking about your gut health. And, um, just recently he had one on about talking about, um, little, uh, improvements you can make to your health. And they said that drinking green tea is like really, really good for you. So I think I'm going to start doing that, even though I don't love tea. But uh, the older I get, the less picky I become. I realize is, you know, food's not that bad. A lot of food for me is just texture. And so if I can get past that, then I should be okay. But um, I d don't catch me. You probably won't catch me eating sushi anytime soon. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over that. I'm not kidding. When I, my friends made me try it once and m I started crying, like my eyes started watering, like trickling down my cheeks and they're like, are you crying? I'm like, I'm sorry. It's, it's just so gross. It's so disgusting. It's cold. It's like slimy. And it wasn't even like, it didn't have fish in it. It's like cold rice and cold seaweed. It was awful. It was horrible. And yeah, 
So I have vowed from that day to never, ever try sushi again. Um, and that was before I even realized I don't like cold food. I was like, hmm, maybe there's a correlation between this. <clears throat> anyway, I don't know how I got off on the subject. I'm going to drink a little bit of my tea, and then we'll get started on this week's episode. This week is not, like, crazy, like, information, but I did see a few movies, and the Critics' Choice Awards were on last night. And, uh, yeah, there's just, like, some, you know, just random info that we need to know, because it's very, very important. Okay, so first up, I'll talk about the movie I saw first um i went with my friend mallory we went to um anyone but you it's with sydney sweeney and glenn powell and um i've wanted to see this movie but i've just gotten in the habit of not going to movies um which is so weird because i love them but i just had to pick and choose what i want to do because um i just have limited time at this moment in my life so but I, I want to start going to movies again, because that's like literally my happy place. I love going to theaters, especially now that they have the reclining seats. Um, <clears throat> I just love it. I love... You will never catch me missing the ads, the commercials before. Not like the stupid like local advertisements, but like the actual you know movie trailers. Everyone's like, but the movie um, starts at like 3.30, so that means the ads will go for like 15 minutes. I'm like, yeah, we have to be seated so we can see the ads, because that like like how fun is that to see what's coming out next and get excited and everyone's like oh okay i just love going and seeing the commercials before it's like one of my favorite things except for i saw mean girls on saturday and i would just like to say why are we previewing scary movies in non-scary movie you know settings i don't want to see that no one wants to see that no one who doesn't like that makes sense no one who doesn't like scary movies wants to see scary movie ads before a movie that's not a scary movie. Like, please don't do that. You have an audience, and they probably know when scary movies are coming out, but what? We're sitting there enjoying our, you know, popcorn and stuff, and then the scary ad comes on. Please don't do that. I'm like... And then when they do, like, the sneak previews, it's not just an ad, it's like a clip from the movie. No, let's not do that anymore, because... I don't know, I used to see scary movies in high school all the time. And then I just realized that that is not like the adrenaline rush that I am looking for. I don't care to do that. My adrenaline rush is like roller coasters and skydiving and stuff like that. I don't want to, you know, stress myself out over scary movies. Plus, they're always so dark, you can never see what's going on. It's like, I don't like that. It's like, the more Harry Potter kept progressing, it's like the darker it got. It's like, why? what is with the darkness? Can we have some light, please? Um, anyway, I don't know what I was talking about, but, oh, the movie. Okay, so Anyone But You, it's, um, it's like a rom-com, it's rated R, because there's a lot of nudity in it, and swearing and stuff, um, so if you're not into that, you know, don't go watch it, and I would not watch this with my parents ever in my entire life, but, um, it's good, it's really funny, and it's kind of gotten, um, more popular as the weeks go on because of word of mouth and people are saying how good it is and how much they like it. So like it just keeps getting higher and higher, you know, box office success or whatever and ratings and stuff. So it's made 57 and a half million dollars in four weeks, which is pretty good, especially nowadays for a rom-com. Um, and it's basically all by word of mouth. 
which is good. I like when people like a movie and tell other people and then they like, so in Utah, I don't know if it's different anywhere else, but they do $5 Tuesdays where the movies are only five bucks. And usually those days are pretty busy anyways, just cause you know, it's like less than half the price of a regular ticket. Um, but I was, I usually buy the tickets online beforehand just cause even though they hardly ever sell out. So I was like, well, we'll just meet at the theater this time and buy our tickets there. They were sold out at every showing they had at that theater and every showing they had at every other theater, like within a 30 mile radius of us was sold out. And there was one theater that I keep, I always forget about cause it's like tucked away, like kind of, you know, out of the way to get to. And, uh, they had two seats left. They were actually pretty good seats. So we just like sped over there really fast. Anyway, this movie's really good, and I didn't realize that Sydney Sweeney um, produced it too. She's an executive producer. This girl can do anything. She's one of those people that literally does everything. She taught herself to speak Russian in high school. She went to law school to be able to read contracts for her movies. Like she wanted. Like when she went over the contract, she wanted to know what they were talking about. So she went, I don't know how, how far or if she just took some classes or whatever, but she wanted to be able to read her own contracts. She can fix up and rebuild cars. Like she's partnered with eBay Motors to fix up old cars and she goes to all these like car shows. Um, I think she said she spoke like three or four languages. Um, <clears throat> like she can do anything. She literally, and then, I don't know. And then she looks like that. This movie, I will say, <laughs> trigger warning, um, flared up my body dysmorphia like crazy. Um, everyone in this movie was insanely good looking, like perfect bodies, perfect skin, like just everything. And I'm like, wow, hmm, okay, this probably is not good for my mental state, but oh well. Like everyone looks so good in this movie. And uh, there's a lot of like nude scenes and a lot of you know, just like barely there clothing. And it's like, wow. Yeah. I don't look like this. I don't look like these people, but you know, uh, it, it is what it is. And they, I mean, spend probably a lot of time focusing on their body. So maybe that's where I'll spend my 1% more each day is focusing on myself more. <laughs> uh, okay. I saw that on Tuesday and then I saw mean girls on Saturday and, um, they had this popcorn tin, and it was in the shape of a burn book. I'm like, oh, that is so cool. But they only had it in this one theater chain. The same theater I saw anyone but you at. And so I'm like, okay, that's good. We'll go there, and then I can get my popcorn bucket. And we go in, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're sold out of those. I'm like, what? It's been one day. How are you sold out already? Luckily, they still had the Mean Girls cup. It's like kind of like a Starbucks tumbler with, like, glitter on the inside, like, in the, you know, in the middle. And then I had a bunch of, like, Mean Girls quotes on it. Um, so I got that, which I was happy about, but I still want the Mean Girls popcorn bucket and I want the Wonka hat popcorn bucket, but I cannot seem to get those. Um, yeah, so if you're not aware, this movie is a musical. It's not too musical-ish. Um, so like if you hate musicals, this one's not unbearable. It's not like every other scene is a musical, like whatever, but... Uh, movie studios are not advertising movies as musicals anymore. Um, they've found that if the the title has musical in it, people are less likely to see it. Um, which I don't know. I get there were some parts in the movie. I'm like, does this really need to be a musical scene? Like have some songs, but not every 
you know, like this, like I said, this one didn't have a lot, but there are some movies, musicals that it's like, okay, this one has a, a music song right now, like really, um, but yeah, uh, it's good. It, it does, <clears throat> it's like the same storyline, but they did cut out some things and add different things. And th- this one felt like it went, it kind of sped through, um, the old movie and they got rid of like a lot of, <laughs> I guess you could say politically incorrect things. Like instead of saying, um, they got rid of the, uh, iconic phone call scene where they're all doing that three-way phone call and she's like i can't go <laughs> i'm sick and she's like boo you whore they don't do that which is really unfortunate um and when she writes do not trust her she's a fugly slut they say fugly uh cow instead um <clears throat> just a lot more inclusive inclusivity um a lot more diversity throughout the movie um yeah it, it's good um, but I will say, uh, so the girl Renee Rapp who plays Regina George, she needs to enunciate more. And this is coming from somebody who is a chronic mumbler. And believe me, I am actively working on it. This is, this is also another 1% thing for me. Um, cause it's gotten to the point, like I used to do it a lot in high school and my mom would always be like, I can't hear what you're saying. And I'm like, in my mind, I am speaking so clearly, but apparently, you know, I'm not, and I have, I have accepted that now, and, um, <clears throat> so, as, um, Willy Wonka would say in <laughs> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mumbler, mumbler, which I've watched that movie three times in the last, mm, I don't know, week, and I fall asleep every time after two minutes, so it's gonna take me a long time to get through this movie, but, um, she, there's, you can't understand a lot of what she's singing. Like, she kind of slurs her words together. And that on top of the music in the background, like, you really can't understand what she's saying. Um, and that's the same with Ariana Grande. She needs to enunciate. Enunciate, please. I understand what people are talking about now when they can't understand me. Like, Ariana just, like, there's so many songs. I'm like, what are you even saying? I can't understand what you are talking about. So I just, that's my one thing. Like, please just enunciate, especially when you're on a big, huge movie screen. Like, I feel like it's, that's pretty important. Um, but she's good. Renee Rapp's a good singer. She just had an album come out um, last year. And she's also, well, she's not anymore. She quit because that's what happens when people get too famous for stuff. Like Olivia Rodrigo in High School Musical, the musical, the series. She quit because she's obviously a, you know, a mega superstar now. But um, Renee Rapp quit the TV show Sex Lives of College Girls, which is hilarious. It is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And now that she's seeing success, she quit too, which is really annoying because I liked her character on there. But it's not going to be the same. The show is just going to slowly die because that's what happens when main characters, you know, decide to go a different direction. So it's just unfortunate. But in that move, that show, Sex Lives of College Girls, um... Timothy Chalamet's sister is one of the main characters and <clears throat> once you once you see it you totally see it like I'm like oh my gosh they look identical almost like I can totally I can see the relationship now like the relation to them so anyway that's a tangent I didn't know I was going on but um 
yeah, I just say, would say enunciate more, please, Regina George. Um, the the mom they got to play for Regina George is Busy Phillips. She is probably for my generation most known for her role in um, White Chicks. She's the one that's in love with that guy. She's like, you guys give him a break. His aunt died three years ago. <laughs> She's the one that's throwing up in the toilet, and uh, they're trying to get information from her, and she's like, shh. And she puts her finger, her, her um, like, vomit-filled finger up on his mouth, like, shh, don't speak like that. <laughs> um, Busy Phillips. So she was also in Cougar Town. I never saw that. That's one with Courtney Cox. Um, that was a while ago. What else is she in? She's in quite a bit of of shows like I, I know if you saw her you'd be like oh yeah i know that i know that girl so she's regina george's mom and they look alike like a lot so that was good casting and then um oh my gosh what i just forgot her name she's in um oh, that makes me so mad i just had it she's in the office um she plays pam hang on hang on i'm so sorry i know her name okay jenna fisher is her name and i knew that i don't know why i forgot but um she has a podcast too with an i think angela Kingsley is her name I think that's her last name um and they talk about the office they, they recap the office you know episodes and stuff and I I have watched the office but not enough to be able to um listen to that podcast so I think I might listen to or watch an episode and then listen to their their podcast like just do it like that go back and forth because that would be fun um <clears throat> but I think from what I've heard my brother listens to it he they they just recap one episode at a time. But anyways, um, Jenna Fisher in the podcast was like, yeah, I was always so curious why they just called me out of the blue and asked me to be Katie, Katie Heron's mom in the movie Mean Girls. And then once I saw who was playing Katie Heron, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Because um, they look so much alike. Like, that was really good casting. Um, yeah. In this movie, um, Karen is a lot dumber. Like like, really, really dumb, um, like, the kind of dumb where you, like, hold your mouth open and just, like, stare off into the abyss, um, there was, like, a, a line in there, she tried to spell orange with a D in it, and, yeah, it's good, it, this movie's very camp, it's very, like, over the top, um, but, yeah, it was good, I liked it a lot, and, uh, Lindsay Lohan was at the premiere of it which i love because um like how iconic to to be you know it, the movie's 20 years old the original one it'll in april i think is when it came out it'll be 20 years which is so crazy that is so insane to me but yeah i kind of wish like more of the cast i didn't see any pictures of them but more of the cast was around um like at the premiere but the only one i saw was Lindsay Lohan. Anyway, that's my spiel on Mean Girls. You should go see it. It's really good. It's really funny. Okay, now on to Miss Taylor Swift, um, aka the music industry. Um, she just passed Elvis as the soloist with the most number one albums. Um, they they tied, I think, back on Christmas Eve for the most, and it was sixty seven. She now has 68 weeks at number one with an album, um, which is a lot of weeks. But she's still behind the Beatles, who have 132 weeks at number one. So I honestly think she can beat that. Because um, <clears throat> if she's number one for the next 
year, that's 52 weeks. So what is that? A hundred, <laughs> let me try to do math. Um, it's over a hundred something. So I think it's pretty easily done, especially when she releases Reputation, which I think is coming out this year. Um, and then she also has her debut album. And then I don't know if we're going to get anything after that, you guys. I think she's going to be on a hiatus for a while. I think she's going to settle down. I think she's going to get married, um, which I'm totally happy for them. And I think she wants to probably have a baby, which, you know, that's fine to each their own. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she just I think after this tour, she's going to be so tired and just want to break. Um, They say it's going to be the biggest tour ever um, in the history of the world. So, like, obviously, that's going to be time consuming and take a lot of energy from you. She says that when she is on her off days, um, I think it's the day after the concert. Like, she does three in a row, you know. Um, and that next day, she does absolutely nothing. She like, I get out of bed to get food and go back to bed. That's all I do. And um, she just rests and she doesn't, like, I don't think she talks to anyone really. She's broken so many records this last year, which is just crazy. But the one I don't think anyone will probably ever break again Um which I think Katy Perry was robbed of this one because they literally changed the rules once they realized she was going to break this record for Michael Jackson, which I don't know why people keep like protecting him and keep like trying to keep his name, you know, relevant and stuff. Cause he was not a good person, you guys. Um, but Katy Perry was going to break his record for most number ones from one single. And they're like, Oh, well it has to be from the original. It can't be from like a, a deluxe album. So she would have broken it. Um, with six number one singles but they're like oh sorry the rules have changed i honestly think that um katie made someone mad early on in her career and i'm not like not saying like she was like mean to them but probably just put her foot down and was like no i'm not doing that or whatever you know because the fact that she doesn't have a grammy um with the amount of success that she has is insane to me um and just like the kind of like the blacklist from Hollywood. Um, you know, her record label literally does not do anything to help promote any of her new stuff. I just think that something went, something happened. And a lot of like awards, um, depends on how well you schmooze with executives and producers and all, you know, all kinds of stuff. It's not just based on popularity. It's based on how well you, um, network with, executives so i just don't think she's into that i don't think she cares i don't think she is one to do that and i think that's the reason you see why she has struggled so much the last while you know even though she's getting paid massive amounts of money um i think that's one of the reasons um but anyways the one so i don't think anyone will ever break the five number one singles on an album ever again. I just don't. There's too much content coming out nowadays. Um, I will be shocked if it happens. And if Taylor can't do it, I don't, I don't see anybody else doing it. So, um, I really think that is a record that Katie is going to hold for the rest of time, honestly, because if honestly, if, um, blank space, the original album didn't do it. I don't, I don't think there's another album that's going to do it ever again. So, who knows? Maybe I'll be taking my words back here in a few years, but I honestly don't think that's going to happen. Um, singles just don't single like they used to. Um, I swear there's like 7,000 songs that come out every day now, and most of them are pure garbage, but um, 
I just think with that amount of content coming out <clears throat> so frequently, it's just not something that's going to be broken, you know. But Taylor has broken a lot of records this year, and that's amazing. I mean, she literally has, there's like 10 universities or colleges that have classes based on Taylor Swift. And it's like, it makes sense. Like, at first everyone's like, oh, that's kind of silly and funny. But I'm like, well, they have classes on, like, Beethoven and Shakespeare and all kinds of stuff. And, like, probably took a lot longer for them to, you know, get specific classes on those guys. But um, it makes sense because they are, you know, some of the most influential people in uh, the music and, um, you know, what am I trying to say? The arts, you know, community. Um, it's just happening a lot sooner and we're still, you know, around like, cause we, what am I trying to say? Sorry. We have, we're still growing up with Taylor Swift and we've had her in our lives. I feel like they just started doing classes on those guys when like years, like hundreds of years later, how old are they? Maybe they're not that old. Let's find out. Okay. So I was correct. Shakespeare was born in 1564. He was only 52 years old when he died. Um, Yeah, so 1564 to 1616. And um, Beethoven is 56 years old, or was. He was born in 1770. So I was correct. So what I'm trying to say is they probably didn't make classes on them until, like, I don't know, the mid-1900s or something. Maybe even after that. So the fact that we're getting them now while she's still alive, people are probably like, that's kind of weird. But not really, because... She's a great lyricist. She's a great performer. She's a great businesswoman, honestly. Like, I just, it makes sense, you know? Um, So, yeah. There's that. What else do we have on here? Uh, They started filming Stranger Things 5. Noah Schnapp um, posted a a picture of them all in, like, this, you know, room. And they're probably going through a, you know, run-through or whatever. Maybe it was their first meeting. But, um... I think the show comes out, like, next year, which is so frustrating. I don't understand why it takes so long. But I guess, like, once you see it and how well they've made it and the time and um, details they put into it, it makes sense. But it's just so long. When did the other one come out? Hang on one second. Okay, so now I'm mad. Stranger Things 5, it says, um, we probably won't get Stranger Things 5 until late 2025 or early 2026. Why? Why? They're going to be full-grown adults with 401ks by the time this show is ending. Why is it taking so long? I do not understand it. And the fourth season came out um, May 27th, 2022. This is ridiculous. That is so... That is, like... They're probably dragging it out so they can get as much money as possible. But that that is insane to me. That is so... Uh, they probably want to have people rewatch them again. So they're like, I don't know what happened. I'll have to rewatch it again. So it's all about money at the end of the day. But that is so crazy. And we're probably going to get two and a half episodes. And people will be like, well, they're three hours long. I'm like, I don't care. It's still two and a half episodes. That's so frustrating. So I don't know. I guess we won't be talking about that for a long time. I did see an article where it was like, um, <clears throat> stars that are returning and stars that are not from the Stranger Things. And. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe someone, like, really important is going away. And obviously everyone that is important is staying on, and it got to the end of people that are most likely not coming back. Um, And the one that they chose was the pizza delivery boy. 
is not coming back. I'm like, wow, shocking. Like, we never saw that coming. I'm like, I wasted five minutes scrolling through this thing for that. Like, clickbait to the max, for sure. Um, Sofia Vergara was on a talk show in, I think it was Mexico, I want to say, somewhere. Um, And the guy was kind of making fun of her accent. And he's like, wait, wait, say it again. Say how you say Modern Family again. And she kind of stopped. She's like, why? Why are you making fun of me because of how I say Modern Family? And she's like, how many um, Emmys are you nominated for in the United States? She's like, all right, that's that's right, zero. She kind of clapped back at him. But I think it's so interesting when people make fun of people's accents. Like, why? Like, I saw a thing on Twitter or something a long time ago. It's like, I don't understand when people make fun of people's accents because... That means that they know another language. Like, they are, you know, they've trained themselves to speak multiple languages. And I'm like, that is really true. Because I feel like no matter what uh, language you speak um, or accent you have, if you try and speak or learn another language, it's going to sound different from how the people of that area speak. So, like, I think everyone has an accent at some point. Um, I have the Utah accent. It comes out every now and then. Um, but, like, I think it was on YouTube or, I don't know, this was forever ago. Someone was like, um, Americans, when they say, oh, you, uh, we don't have an accent. And someone's like, you guys have the most accentiest accent I've ever heard. And that could be true, but, I mean, we just don't see it that way. And in the United States, we have so many different accents, like Boston and New York and the South and, um the Valley Girl accent, and the Utah accent, and the Midwest accent, like, yeah, so I think to anyone, anywhere, you can have an accent. I just don't understand, like, why people make fun of, fun of that. I also was wondering, like, it's interesting how some people are not able to pronounce words, um, like, no matter how many, how am I trying to say this? I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but, like, um, there are just some words that people cannot pronounce no matter what, no matter how hard they try, like, especially when you're trying to do it in a different language. Um, and it's like, after how many years have you been like studying this or speaking this language and you still have a hard time saying that it's just interesting how we can't break our minds of that. Um, the way words are spelled or spoken. Does that make any sense? I don't know if that makes sense, but to me it does. It's just interesting how some people in, uh, other countries and stuff, with, you know, really random spelling are able to say it that way. But when we try and say it, it doesn't come off the same way. I don't know. I don't know if that's making any sense, but in my mind, everything makes sense. Okay. So next up, um, Benson Boone is a singer. Um, I, they say he tried out for American Idol and left for some reason. I don't know why, cause he's insanely talented. Um, he's one of those people that can do anything. Like he can like practice anything for probably like 20 minutes and be good at it. And it's so frustrating when you meet people like that. Like, there's a whole family in a town that I grew up in that's like that. They're just good at everything. And I'm like, how are you all good at everything? Like, that, that is just so unfair. Um, but yeah, he uh, plays the piano really well. He has a really good voice. He's good at writing. Um, his songs are catchy. So I think in the next, you know, year or two, he's really going to kind of blow up. But he's really famous on TikTok. Um, his song comes out this Friday, so the 19th. Um, but it actually got leaked, which doesn't surprise me because he has been promoting this song like crazy for the last month. 
And it's like, okay, we get it. You have a song coming out. It sounds pretty good, but we're going to be sick of it by the time it comes out. And someone hacked into his phone and, um, and leaked the song, which sucks. Uh, but he was here in Utah filming the music video a couple weeks ago. Um, so yeah, there's that. Stay tuned for that. The song is called, uh, beautiful things. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of people leaking songs, um, the guy that leaked all of Ariana's songs or a lot of them, um, like a couple months ago is got arrested. She actually followed through with what she said and she had a, she found him and had him arrested, which I think that's good. You don't hear of that happening a lot. Like, it's just like once the song is leaked or the album, like no one really pursues any sort of legal action because what's the point? It's already been ruined. But she did. She was kind of sick of it. So she did. Also, the stalker, which is so crazy it took this long for them to arrest him. The stalker that broke into her house over a hundred times was finally arrested. A hundred times. And one of the times he brought in a knife and another time he cut all of like the the telephone wires, the power, and everything. And I'm like, um, why did it take a hundred times? Also, whatever security you have, they suck. You need to get rid of them. Call Chris Jenner or have her get you security because that is the word. How? How? A hundred times? At that point, he lives there. Like, I don't understand that. That is so crazy. You know, I mean, she might probably not have been there because she was filming Wicked, but, um, yeah. Her new song is okay. She's very, very, very hit or miss for me. Like, she either has really good songs in my mind, they're really catchy, or other ones I do not vibe with at all. This one's kind of in the middle. I think the more I hear it, the more I like it. But it's nothing like No Tears Left to Cry or Seven Rings or Thank You Next. It's nothing like that. Um, so with Ariana, there's probably like, I don't know, three or four songs on each album that I like if that, um, but I do like her. It's not that I don't like her. It's just, I don't connect with her on the level that all these other people do apparently. And this song basically is clapping back at all the haters, uh, talking about her new relationship with Ethan Slater, AKA SpongeBob from Broadway, who looks just like her brother, which is really interesting. Um, <clears throat> But I guess page six redacted their statements when they were they were the ones that were saying she cheated and broke broke up his family. Um, they came out and said, uh, "Yeah, there actually was no actual evidence for that, and you know we have to take back what we said." So apparently, uh, she wasn't a homewrecker, uh, is what it's sounding like. But. Um, they the lines were just very close so it kind of looked like it i don't know i you know it'd be hard to say like (laughs) what what would you guys do um what are the odds that a celebrity especially a celebrity of that caliber falls in love with you what would you do would you not pursue that i i'm i don't know what i do honestly i can't say i wouldn't be intrigued by it but what are the odds? What are the actual odds that an A-list celebrity is into you and is like is in love with you and wants to be with you? I don't, I think I'd go with it. I think I'd, you know, sorry to my family. <laughs> sorry to my, you know, um, non-existent children. But I don't know. I'd, I'd probably do it. So I don't blame them. But I guess at that point, they were already separated or something. So 
this song is kind of clapping back at all that. And uh, the song is called Yes And. And supposedly her new album is called Eternal Sunshine. I don't know how people figured that out. I didn't really dive deep into that. But anyway, um, yeah, so there's that. <clears throat> the Critics' Choice Awards were yesterday. And um, I don't have satellite television anymore um, because I'm poor. Um, but that's really the only reason I wanted satellite is for award shows. Um, they've gotten a lot better now where you can stream them. Um, but Critics' Choice Awards was not one of those. Um, I had to watch on YouTube, which I'm shocked it didn't get taken down. Um, basically, the whole time, you know, through the show, though, it said had a huge label in the middle. So you couldn't really see what was going on. You could just hear it. And it said, um, this is copyright infringement or something. Um Anyway, so I couldn't see a lot of the stuff, but I could hear some of the winners. And I really only wanted to watch it because of Chelsea Handler. She is truly one of my idols. I love her so much. She's so hilarious. I've been a fan of her since I was in, um, like, seventh grade, so just a few years ago. And I just love her so much. And so her ex-boyfriend is the one that hosted the Golden Globes last week and was just kind of torn to shreds. Because he didn't really do a very good job, and um, his jokes didn't land well, and no one was really laughing. It was just kind of, it was kind of one of those moments. You're like, oh my gosh, this is I'm getting such secondhand embarrassment. But she kind of made fun of him because he would be like, when the jokes wouldn't land and people wouldn't laugh, he'd be like, sorry, you know, my writers wrote that. That's why it's not funny. And in this one, she she'd make jokes and people would laugh. She's like, thank you for laughing at that. My writers, my writers made that joke. It's like she'd basically do the opposite. And she actually, um, so they had like the main categories on TV and then they do like before commercial break, they do like five, five different categories of people that have won that they just didn't have time to put in the actual show. And so they'd be like, you know, best this went to this person, best this went to this person just to make it go faster. And I guess Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie won, it's best something for Barbie. But um, they didn't let them make a speech. And Chelsea Handler's like, I'm just going to go off the rails here for a minute. And I want um, Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie to come up here and make their acceptance speech because it's well-deserved. So she literally took out part of her, her, you know, set and let them come up and talk. I'm like, yes, I love that so much because Barbie, it's winning stuff for sure. But I think it needs a lot more, um, a lot more uh, airtime. What am I trying to say? A little more accolades than it's getting. So I'll just go over some of the things that people have won um, last night. I have a hard time with critics. I think critics can absolutely destroy a good movie or a good anything, honestly. So I don't really pay attention to what the critics say. Because um, it's kind of like on social media. You can get like a hundred positive reviews and then one bad one. And that's all you can focus on is the bad one. That's just kind of how it is with critics on movies and stuff and then it can totally tank a movie it's really not that bad and it's like i'm not going to a movie to watch for the same reason a critic is going have you ever read the critics um like their their version of like movie reviews it like literally makes no sense let me read you one of them i saw one yesterday i'm just like i am not going to the movie to look for what you're looking for okay this one was about wonka it got a 30 score i don't know how they measure that but um it's that's low young audiences may well be enchanted but i'm sad to report i found the whole confection sickly sweet and hopelessly twee i'm sorry what what does that even mean i i don't understand what you're trying to go for just 
say you didn't love the movie and move on. Like, I don't understand. This one was about the new Mean Girls movie. Um, this was from The Hollywood Reporter. All the effervescence and fun have been drained out of the material in this labored reincarnation, a movie musical made by people who appear to have zero understanding of movie musical vernacular. I'm like, Kate, I think you're taking this a little too seriously as a movie. Like, I get if it's totally dumb and boring, like, it makes sense, but I just, I don't know, I don't understand the point of that. Um, yeah, there's one, this one's for the Ghostbusters with the all-female cast, which I thought was hilarious, but critics did not. This is an easy camaraderie and chemistry among a central quartet, a harmony that continues when Chris Hemsworth, a charmingly stupid, um, enters the the phantom vanquishing squad's receptionist yet the main performers rarely go to display their individual idiosyncratic idiosyncratic i don't know how to say that strengths i'm like are you guys just trying to use the biggest words you can find to make yourself sound smarter or like are you actually going to watch the movie i just feel like a lot of them go in to the movies already hating it already knowing they want to just like bash on it like i don't know i just have always had a hard time with critics because they just they just, I swear, spout out the most random words. Twee? Really? Twee? Who has ever used twee in their life? Anyway, back to the um, Critics' Choice Awards. Best Picture went to Oppenheimer. Best Actor went to Paul Giamatti from The Holdovers. Paul Giamatti, if you guys don't know, is the guy off of um, Agent Cody Banks. Is that what it was called? I don't think I ever saw that. He's the guy that turns blue. That's who he is. Best Actress was Emma Stone for Poor Things. Best Supporting Actor was Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. Um, Best Supporting Actress was Davine Joy Randolph from The Holdovers, which I think she is... Yeah, she's the, um, the detective on Only Murders in the Building. And this movie, I guess, must be pretty good because it's winning a lot of awards. I thought when I first saw the commercial, it was going to be one of those, like cheap cheesy like um you know underdog movies that just didn't have a lot of funding just kind of be one of those movies but apparently it is pretty good so um i should see it i guess um best young actor actress is dominic sessa from the holdovers did i see again it's winning something best acting ensemble was oppenheimer best director was christopher nolan for oppenheimer Best Adapted Screenplay was Cord Jefferson, American Fiction. I don't know what that is. Best Original Screenplay, Greta Gerwig and Noam Baumbach for Barbie. I'm glad that won. Um, Let's see. Best Production Design. Was Barbie not even nominated? How was Barbie not nominated for Best Production Design? Oh no, <laughs> they actually won. <laughs> Sorry, it's right here. Sarah Greenwood and Katie Spencer for Barbie. I was going to say that, if that didn't win, that is literally insane. They actually, there was a pink paint shortage because of how much pink paint they used on that set. And they like literally built everything to scale. Like it was totally built from scratch. Okay, sorry, I got a little upset there, but <laughs> I'm glad that won because if that didn't win, oh, that would be insane. Uh, let's see. Best costume design was Jacqueline Duran from Barbie. Um, yep, I'm glad that one too because it was iconic. Best hair and makeup was Barbie. Best visual effects was uh, Oppenheimer. Best comedy was Barbie. I'm glad that one. Uh, best animated film was Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I have not seen those and I've heard they're really good. Uh, let's see. Best song. I'm just Ken. Are you kidding? Are you actually kidding me? 
that makes me super angry. Um, okay, I you can tell a bunch of men just voted for that song. That song is fun. Don't get me wrong, it's fun, but award-winning worthy? I don't think so. Especially when it was up for uh, What Was I Made For? Are you kidding me? Are you... Are I, ooh, or Dance the Night? Or Peaches? <laughs> Seriously, Peaches was, like, iconic. I'm just Ken was just silly and goofy. Not like Peaches wasn't, but... Hmm, that that is um, upsetting to me. I wish I would not have seen that. Um, let's see. Best drama series for television was Succession. I is Succession really that good, you guys? Sorry, I got really close to the microphone there. Is Succession really that good? Um, or is are they just winning because it's over? Is it's like the last hurrah and they're just winning? I've just heard mixed reviews. I've heard people absolutely love it, and then I've heard the last season was kind of eh. It was kind of like they're just trying to get it over with. So, because Succession won a lot. Uh, best actor is Kieran Culkin for Succession. Best actress is Sarah Snook for Succession. I mean, they're up against Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Um, the Last of Us, the Bella Ramsey girl. I never saw that, but people love that movie. I swear I heard about that that show. Sorry, that show more than I did Succession. I don't know. I just thought you know, that was interesting. Um, best supporting actor. Oh, Billy. Uh, I don't know how to say his last name. Crudup. <laughs> I think is his name for the morning show. I feel like the morning show has been getting shafted because that show's really good. Um, also, he's dating. Um, uh, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Watts, Na- Naomi Watts. Um, if you don't know who she is, she is the she's the mom off the ring. That's where all my people would know her from. Um, which she used to be married to Leave Shriver. Um, so I didn't know they were dating until last. It was a Golden Globes. They were on the red carpet and they were holding hands and kissing. So I like that. Best supporting actress was Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. For those of you who don't know her, she was on <clears throat> um, Tenant. She was the wife, and she was um, Jordan Jordan something from The Great Gatsby. Um, best comedy series was The Bear. That cooking show. Best actor in a comedy series was Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Best actress in a comedy series. Ayo Ed- Edberry, I think that's how you say it. I'm sorry. The Bear. Um, my gosh, this one's winning a lot. Best Supporting Actor, um, Ebon Moss Bachrock. I'm so sorry, you guys. I did not know how to say these. For The Bear. Uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series is Meryl Streep for Only Murders in the Building. She did really good on that. Best Limited Series was Beef. Um, yeah, I think that is the you know main ones. Um, what else is there on here? Yeah, I don't know a lot of these. Uh, best talk show was the last week, last week tonight with John Oliver, which I think is pretty good. But I just think the Kelly Clarkson show is fantastic. I don't ever watch. I don't even know what channel it's on. I just follow her on TikTok, and I just love her. I just love Kelly Clarkson so much. You can tell she's just so genuine and so happy to be doing what she's doing, and just so positive and i love that and when she covers people on her <coughs> karaoke sessions i'm like oh, you are so good you are so good okay uh what else sophia carson has a new song coming out on january 26th um i hope you know is what it's called sophia carson she was on that movie last i think it was last year purple hearts um with what's his name oh i just forget his name he was in red white and royal blue um, why do I always forget people's names? Hang on, sorry guys. Let me check. Um, 
red, white, and wild blue. Uh, Nicholas Gallat scene. He was also in, you know what movie I love you guys? And I, people hate it, but I love it. It's the Cinderella, but the adaption with Camila Cabello and Nicholas Gallat scenes in it. And Idina Menzel, um, Billy Porter. I just love it. I love it so much. I watch it quite often, to be honest. Uh, it's like quirky. It's random. It's weird. And like, I watched it with my nieces a couple times and then they came over again. She's like, can we watch that one with the singing mice? I'm like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, you know, the one with the mice sing. I'm like, Cinderella. She's like, yeah. I'm like, we've already watched that like so many times. She's like, I don't care. It's good. Anyway, it's really good. It's on Amazon. You should watch it. Anyway, that's where I first heard or saw of him was in Cinderella, but now he's kind of blowing up. So, um, back to Sophia Carson. She was in that, that movie. She's also in Descendants on Disney Channel. Um, I never saw those, but people love them. She has like 20 million followers on Instagram, so she must be pretty popular. I think she has a good voice. Anyway, she has a whole new kind of, uh, era coming out, I guess you could say, and it starts with this one song. Um, let's see. I want to do, um, my most anticipated, uh, albums and movies coming out this year. So we'll start with albums. Uh, obviously Katy Perry has an album coming out if you didn't know <laughs> um, I'm excited for that and I really hope she has a good comeback I hope she kind of gets back in the the same creative booth with the people she made like you know Roar and Dark Horse and Teenage Dream and all those songs I just we just need that again we really really do and I hope it is coming back around um i'm anxious to see what she does i'm hoping she goes on a world tour because she says she wants to um i just need to in my life here the one that got away performed live because i honestly listen to that song two or three times a day i'm not even joking it's just truly the best song ever um ariana grande with eternal sunshine we just talked about that Dua Lipa. a lot of these don't have um release dates album names or anything so these are kind of all just speculated but I think all of them have had, have at least said something about them having new music. Um, Kesha has new stuff coming out. Billie Eilish, um, Little Nas X, Reputation Taylor's version is coming out. Charlie XCX, Jennifer Lopez uh, has one called "This Is Me Now." Rihanna's supposed to have one coming out. Um, for movies, I'm excited to see Dune Two, which was supposed to come out the last year but the strikes pushed it back um deadpool furiosa um that's the mad max you know movies the joker obviously um wicked with ariana grande the joker has lady gaga madam webb has um dakota johnson and sydney sweeney inside out 2 i saw a commercial for that the other day that's got maya hawk in it she is on i can't remember her name in stranger things because they don't come out frequent enough for me to remember their names um She's the one that works at the ice cream shop with, I can't remember his name either, the other guy. Um, <clears throat> she's in Inside Out too. She plays Anxiety. A Quiet Place, day one. I didn't realize that was coming out. Um, and Project Artemis, I just saw this. It's got uh, Scarlett Johansson and Channing Tatum, which I like both of them. So anyway, sorry guys, I am like running out of breath <laughs> and I've I need to go take some medicine and get on the road. I was going to talk about the Real Housewives reunion, but I think I'll wait until next week so I can rewatch this one. And then there's one coming out this week too. Um, but it's crazy. It needs like a whole section section on its own, but 
Um, thank you for listening. My voice did not sound as bad as it did yesterday. Um, but I am still a little sick. I'm super annoyed, but I think I'm getting better. But I think me talking this fast and this much is, is not good on my throat. But anyways, I love you. I hope you all have the best week. Um, stay warm. It's finally starting to feel like winter. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say, but thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe. I don't even know if that's a thing on here, but listen and share and tell all your friends and follow me on Instagram uh, at Casey underscore K. And yeah, just tell everyone you know about this podcast because I need money. Thanks. Bye.